0: Hi, my name is Sean Taylor. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek. And today we have a very special episode. It is our, it's our our—it's our fan appreciation episode. Our first ever fan appreciation episode in which we are celebrating uh, something. We actually don't know yet. Our 72-second <laughs> episode or something like that. I should have counted. I actually have no idea how many episodes we are at. We could approximate, but... Uh,
1: um, just- 77? We have 76 episodes in our playlist so this must be 77
0: lucky number 77 yeah that's what yeah. we're celebrating today i think the real <laughs> thing is just that we noticed we've had a it's not like we have uh you know thousands and thousands of likes but we have noticed a like a, a small spike of likes in in past few weeks and um, have gotten some very nice like meaningful comments like more than just a quick Hey, thanks for doing it. it's like actual meaningful comments people dropping to us, uh, saying some really nice things, and we just thought, hey, we've never done this before. We could use a short filler episode tonight in particular, so we're gonna we're gonna do a fan appreciation episode. Also uh, related,
1: I passed five thousand subscribers on YouTube, which I know that's a big part of
0: this show. That is at, at least, least eighty it. percent. <laughs> that is at least eighty percent of our listenership is from YouTube. <laughs> And I imagine that eighty percent of that listenership is from your other YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what that percentage is, but a great percentage stumbles on our podcast because they watch something else that you do. Whatever that number is 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 very large. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> I didn't know you were to that number already. That's awesome. Oh thank you. I uh for perspective I have ten. 15 maybe i don't know something like that hey gotta gotta start something (laughs) every time i have these great video ideas or i think they're great right and then i get halfway through them i'm like that's really not that great of an idea (laughs) you should do them anyway i know you gotta just push yourself to do them and and uh, and get over that hump and learn and and the only way to get better at stuff is to keep doing it right so i should but uh, gosh i remember making
1: all those movie reviews of getting like 15 to 10 to 15 views here and there, and like uh, pr- pretty much just talking into a void, but it, it's okay because it's what I want to do, and it's a good oh, it's, a, it's a good hobby. I really enjoy it, enjoy it a lot. Um, and then just see it grow, it's pretty cool.
0: And uh, when you're talking that void, usually you were saving me from feeling like I had to watch a movie that I didn't care about, so you know, I appreciated <laughs> it at least. <laughs> I uh I would say that the oh, where was I going with this? Oh, uh, do you ever watch a video that has like if you search for something and it comes up in the top of the results and it's got tons of views. So you click on it because it suits whatever you're looking for and you're listening, you're like, this is terrible. How did this get so many views? And you look and it's just because it's from like 2008 or something like it's in four by three. It's standard def, Look like it's playing over rabbit ears. And you're like, OK, it's just because it's, it's been here since the beginning of time um that always makes me jealous i'm like you just got it by chance by timing but that's i'm just being jealous i shouldn't be so shouldn't be so hateful not on fan appreciation day um so chris we thought uh i thought for this video if there was i know sometimes you like to read off some comments from fans i don't know if you had any in particular in the past couple weeks on videos that stood out to you um i figured we'd talk about some comments and then some fan questions and then I know that you had one uh one discussion about obviously the other portion of your your channel is to movies and a lot of those are superhero movies and you trend towards dc movies and I know that's uh was a big part of a conversation recently so last part of the video we're going to do some some dc universe discussion I don't know if you want to kick it off with any comments that you've read recently um, comments, so... My phone as well.
1: Uh, da-da-da-da-da, i am sorry, is from, I believe, um, Tony Ed, so <laughs> I just, so DC fandom happened, and I just, man, I I, I tweeted out, man, I wish I had a, a, this would be a good time to have a DC podcast, <laughs> um, instead of an Avatar podcast, and Tony Ed said, bro, I care, man, I will listen to a DC podcast if you hijack the Avatar podcast, and so... I uh, really appreciate him for just, you know, that comment and just I don't know, wanting to know my opinion on it and on everything.
0: What a nice enabler. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's hijack a podcast for some DC. I don't he
1: know
0: anything say, I don't know anything about comments, uh, comics, but anybody that listens to podcast knows I don't know anything about Avatar either. So it's really a level a level playing field. Yeah.
1: You did say love the love the Avatar podcast, by the way, I've been a listener since day one. So awesome. I know you know me and Sean greatly appreciate that. Um, I know there's a lot of other ones. Um, I, I get we get a lot of frequent commenters on a lot of our videos. Like Caitlin Thurston, uh, she comments on a lot of things. I believe Connor Soret comments on a lot of things. And even our like, even those videos that don't get as many views, I see them commenting. Um, Uni, oh, I forgot her name. Uni Kitten, I think something like that. Um, and I wish I could pull up the Facebook Messenger because there's someone left some really great comments on that was Yes, yeah, bringing up our Facebook. <laughs>
0: I feel really plays. bad. I see. I can't. Uh, I can't pull up our messenger on my phone because I don't have a link to my messenger, or whatever. And I was really relying on that for this portion. <laughs> oh, were you? Darn <laughs> it! I very much was relying on that. I thought. I thought you were the prepared <clears throat> so one uh, here. Oh my! Never. <laughs> Literally not prepared for anything. Um, yeah, yeah. We uh, we've gotten some like some reviews and recommendations on Facebook. If you're familiar with the podcast world by the way those recommendations on on facebook or itunes or anything related mean the world to podcasts those those reviews are what drive the algorithm so you know leave it leave an honest review uh, you know we hope it's good but leave an honest review because that's what drives the algorithm for podcasts online more than anything especially itunes not to show bias because i'm like anti-apple in my house but if you have itunes Go leave us a review if 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 you're willing and have an opinion. Um Nick Pereira said great podcast, love it. Uh recommends Avatar The Last Podcasters on Facebook. I got would this is like making light of a bad situation, but when you shared the the post from Brian Konetsko about them leaving the Netflix live action series I think got like a thousand likes and shares and tons and tons and tons of comments. I don't even remember how many comments. Like five hundred comments and things. And and you know most of it was just uh, dread and mourning and sadness. But some of it was was nice and insightful and said, hey, you know, I hope this or that happens to it. Let me see. Uh, shares get, have gotten several shares over the past few weeks of Chris's excellent avatar memes. Good choice in memes. Thank you for all those. I I really thought I was going to be able to access my inbox from my phone (laughs) or our inbox from my phone. Excuse me. Just know that we absolutely appreciate every single one of those comments. Um, and we, it is fun when Chris at the end of videos, I know he's certain times pulled out a group of comments, uh, from YouTube videos to read on the end of the podcast. And I really enjoy that. Something that we'll keep trying to do to recognize you guys for your support. Uh, Chris, if you don't have any, your video disappeared. By the way, I don't know if you're aware. It's okay. No, nope, okay, I'm great. still here. Excellent. <laughs> um, so since we're short on the comments, I picked out a couple of questions that people sent us directly. I want to know if you wanted to take a few minutes to answer a couple of questions. Uh, I would love it. Sent over by fans. I figure you know each of us take two or three minutes to answer each of these questions. Something something like that. Uh i'm gonna i'm gonna toss up the first one here this is from dion and he sent it through my instagram message thank you dion i won't share last names i don't know if that's weird or not but you know thanks dion he says uh good evening and last podcasters i have a fandom question do you think that the advancements in cora like adding cars and such ruined anything created potentially after cora i feel as if cora having a world so advanced takes away from benders uh, for example, Earthbenders, because then they would have to find different ways to control the earth within objects like metal bending. Uh, but of course, everyone can't metal bend. So that is question number one from Dion. Chris, you want to take it first, or you want me to? I've given it some thoughts. Yeah. So I, even... I
1: think the technology adds a, a new layer to it, and it's. And I, I know some people are sometimes kind of put off by the advances of technology, but I think it's pretty fitting, especially given that war and war tends to. Quicken the growth in technology. Hello Future Me did a really great video on it, actually, that really put things into perspective into our own world and how Legend Core really ties really closely to how technology has been in our own world, like from the um, 1800s to the 1920s. And even in Legend Core, there's still a lot of places that aren't as technology driven. Really, in my head, the only one that is like really advanced is Republic City, or well, Republic City had resources from pretty much every single nation. Um, it's really a more of a utopia of what can happen if we all come together, which I was thinking about that earlier today. Sorry, I'm kind of diverging here. <laughs> that like, Republic City is going to become... It's going to become like the capital of the world almost like there's sky there's dozens and dozens of skyscrap- skyscrapers before Kuvira's mech suit destroyed everything um, but like you think about the fire nation the fire nation can't create all these new buildings and everything they have like five islands the biggest one it's pretty much taken over by the whole entire royal palace you're not going to build over that they were like it's...
0: military, strategically selected islands for you know like protection and survival more so than
1: yeah. That's just not. They a... just don't. They just don't have the real estate to 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 have a technological expansion the way like the Earth Kingdom can do. <clears throat> um, and then nomads don't care. And then uh, the Water Tribes are they've you know they started to expand their technology in the comic books here and there. But it'll be interesting, like, how the Fire Nation is going to look, you know, 50 or 100 years from now. Like, they might be behind compared to the other nations. But when it comes to the technology, I think it's really interesting um, because it really puts in perspective. the really the spiritual aspect of bending and really the place of the avatar, like, what is she necessary in this world that has advanced past the necessity of bending, um, which I think it, it asks a lot of interesting questions, but I don't think it, I don't think it takes away from bending at all. If anything, you know, it'll, it will equalize a lot of people. Um, and that meme my shared of uh, <laughs> Republic City car, uh, like Republic City cop drives this car. It's just a side like this one. And Toph drives this car. It's a Flintstones mobile. Like I'm surprised we didn't see more of that in the Avatar because Toph could easily drive a car like that. Earthbenders could drive a car like that, um, and it would be kind of an interesting dynamic of that what was happening because then non-benders couldn't do that do those things. But um, but and I also have some interesting fan fiction in my head that have like loose ideas of like what is that world like even a hundred years after Legend of Korra? Like would people be bending as much or bending become? You know, it's, it's. have you seen the movie Onward?
0: Yeah, I'll, that was a great movie. It is too bad that it timed out the way that it did. I love Onward.
1: Yeah, that was okay. But, like, there's magic it's in the okay. world, It's not right? okay. It's great. You stop it. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's there's magic in the world, right? There's, there's a fantasy that, that you know, people with technology just eventually evolved into not using as much magic as it was. And then, but magic is still alive. Magic is still there. You've got to have to refine that magic I kind of just have in my head like alright 100 years from now bending isn't as popular as necessary but the people have lost their way like they need that reemergence uh, I'm not even sure if I even answered the question fully but I enjoy the, <laughs> the, the techn- technological advances in, in Legend of Korra and I don't think it takes away anything from the storytelling aspect of it especially because really technology only advanced greatly in Republic City
0: I almost, you know, not almost, I kind of did cry a little bit during Onward. I I shed a tear, but um, I think... uh, And those
1: are forced tears, though. Those are tears of
0: manipulation. (laughs) I've cried during, like, three or four movies in in my whole life, and one is Coco, which we both, I think, agree there. Yeah, Yeah. oh, I love
1: Coco. I I was watching Coco the other day, and my wife, it got to time. It got to the point of uh, of, of Miguel singing "Remember Me" to Coco, right? Which is an oh.
0: amazing
1: moment. My cheeks but, are flushing like, up
0: just thinking about it.
1: Yeah, and I'm just sitting there watching, and my wife is sitting on the couch. She's like, "Are you about to cry?
0: I'm shut like, up! You know,
1: <laughs> no, not not this time. Sorry, I cried in theater before. Shut up. But but not this time. But I told her I was like, but this next moment here, I probably will start crying. The moment where um. It's kind of a, a prologue. It's a year later, and Hector gets to uh, cross over. And then he sees Coco, and he gives her a big hug. he's like, oh, they're reunited. They're reunited. Like, that's the whole point of the movie. Oh, man. It's a great movie. Definitely anyway, get, I'll grab what you yeah, were yeah. saying.
0: Uh, I, was but... t- I was admitting to, like, the three movies that I cried during. Um, Onward, I, like, I, I welled up pretty good. And there's probably more movies, if I really think about it. The third one doesn't make as much sense except for nostalgia, like it's just a habit at this point, but I remember being a little kid and seeing Angels in the Outfield for the first time, and then Al tells Joseph Gordon-Levitt, uh, what is his name, Christopher Lloyd, tells Joseph Gordon-Levitt that Tony is going to die in like a year. <laughs> that was really hard. That was like <laughs> the first time I had to come to grips with like death in my entire life that I remember, and I straight up cried. I was like, he's going to die, and Dad's like, he's not a real player. I was like, I don't care, he's going to die. Um, and so, even to this day, when I watch it, I get a little watery eyed. But more like thinking about it, nostalgically, not because it's incredibly emotional. But you know, we're way off topic. That is my 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 yeah. personal confessions moment. I think that uh, the way that technology is advancing could create like a really interesting, uh, really interesting dynamic. Like think of how big sort of this sounds stupid, but bear with me. Think of how big kung fu movies were in like the late eighties and early nineties right was like the rest of we had, you know we had like big action movies and and advanced weaponry and stuff like by 1990 but how cool was it to see this mastery quote unquote mastery of of kung fu it like had this weird renaissance like what if like 200 years after Korra bending was sort of like, that was like this novelty like kids dressed up as benders for Halloween but everybody kind of forgot to do it. But then there's this one Steven Seagal character that everybody looks up to because he's an airbender and just looks out of place. But it's, um, but I think it could create this really interesting uh, this really interesting drought. Like last like, like Dragon almost. You know, there's this one guy mm-hmm. that really honors these old, that's this sort of old guard this sort of old way um, against uh, I guess sort of against the the uh the, the setting or the precedent that he's in. Um I and you can kinda see it having a similar a similar dichotomy there between a world that doesn't need it but the benefits of, of doing in it uh, doing it anyway and and believing strongly in it and holding to it. So yeah, I, I don't think it ruins it at all. I think it would take it uh, it would be a different vibe than whatever these shows we have now. Anything beyond core would have a strongly different vibe. Um, especially because once technology advances, um, it the rate at which these advances occur becomes crazy. Like that conversation we had a couple weeks ago about you know one person learns to lightning bend. Next thing you know, there's five lightning benders or whatever. Like that, that imitation. Um, so technology yeah. jumps really quickly. Uh, so I think you know anything after Korra could be a huge leap in what technology actually looks like. So no, I don't think it ruins it at all. Uh, great, great question. Dion, and then uh thanks thanks also for listening and for the kind words chris i had one more that i liked in particular do you mind if we hit that one this one was from from uh from barry i believe Might have to check and make sure i'm thinking of the right person no it wasn't from barry i'm sorry thinking of the wrong person i'll find the name in a second the question was white lotus (laughs) versus red lotus
1: Okay, uh, I've I've given this some thought. White Lotus versus Red Lotus. So we first got to find who who's all in the team. Red Lotus gonna have Lee, Sahir, Gazan. Um. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on her name. <laughs> the the armless waterbender, Voice by Grey Delal Griffin. Oh, my gosh. Why can't I think of her name? Anyway, and then you'll have, um, glee believe... Why can't I think of her name? God, You're what's asking up, I've
0: only seen it once. Like, I can't remember the name. Yeah. <laughs> I will barely, I will <laughs> barely be able to answer this question, but I will try my best. <laughs> oh, uh, this, the question, by the way, was from Ronnie, and he sent it over via, by, via by our Facebook page, Messenger. So thank you very much, Ronnie. <laughs>
1: Um, Okay, so... Oh, and also you'll have um, Unalak in there, because Unalak was also a member of the Red Lotus.
0: Oh, yeah, I forgot about that for sure.
1: Um, Okay. So then... Okay, I'm still mad at myself that I can't think of her name. (laughs) She's so good, too. Uh, Why Why is the name... Not I'm, here.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give my real short answer while you give your longer, better thought out one because I don't have a That's her name. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh,
1: okay. And then versus the White Lotus, which would be Iroh, Bumi, Master Paku, Master Piendau, um, John, John Zhang. Yeah, so essentially, a lot of people like to speculate that Monk Yatsu. Was a member of the White Lotus, but I don't, I don't. There's nothing saying he was. Uh, but you know what? Yeah. In, order, in order, for us to put an Airbender in there. Let's just throw Jinpa in there, from.
0: Okay. I mean, either from, one, it's fair just to round it out. That's...
1: Yeah, because there's five on each side now. Um,
0: one side has. But you have two Zhong Walkbenders. Zhong and Iro, so actually it would be six White Lotus member. Because you have P oh. and L and Jong Jong and yeah. Iro, so. Take out, take out. It's, it's, out. it's whatever, whatever. <laughs> don't you dare take out, you take that back. Well, because I wanted to do like a head-to-head, right? I was I was just putting them all on a battlefield. just Okay, them run wild. all right. Yeah. Put them on a the battlefield. Who do you think will win? I, I'm i going Red Lotus. <laughs> and I, I I don't know how to say it nicely. And I, again, I don't have a great answer to this question because I'm only on my second quarter watch through, you know, five years removed from the first one. But there's like a greater air of like mysticism, and the, like they're like super villains. The Red Lotus, like the White Lotus, that's just a group of guys that believe in a higher peace and a higher order, and they're great benders, yeah. sure. But like, you know, there's no metal benders in there. They they don't have whatever advancements in bending occurred in that next you know fifty to one hundred years or whatever. Uh, I don't know. There's just a greater air of like uh, villainy and and mysticism to the Red Lotus. They seem way more power... Like, they seem straight-up OP, quite frankly. Um, so I, that's all I have to go off of, but I'm picking Red Lotus. My on. I, just, I don't know if you got angry at my answer and you threw the phone down. It's it's okay, Chris. It's just an easy question. You don't have to get upset. Snap answer, Sean. <laughs> Wrong. Yeah, um, it probably is. I... Huh? I <laughs>
1: I am going to go probably with the Red Lotus. All right, but let me let me explain.
0: Please do better so, than I
1: did. Earthbender versus Earthbender. You have Gazan versus Bumi. is great. He's really powerful and strong, but I don't think he can do anything to combat uh, Lava. Lava is like... Lava to me is one of the most unstoppable ones because it's freaking Lava. And Gazan can also... He's shown to be a very capable earthbender as well. I mean, he took down the walls of bossing Se. say. And so he's no slouch in earthbending either. So I think he beats Boomy. Um, Excellent. Peli versus... <laughs> who's a firebender versus Jon Jong. I'm going to go with Peli because Peli, she's great at firebending. Like, she took a direct blast from Zuko's dragon and...
0: Deflected. Not from, Zuko, deflect. from the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> awesome.
1: And she's a combustion bender. And not only that, she can direct and curve the bullet of her combustion. So she beats him. Uh, so safe. now when it comes to water bending, you have uh Master Paku versus either Unalak or versus Mingwa. Master Paku, I think, could possibly beat um Unalak you know, Unlock is a great waterbender as well, but I feel
0: like Master Paku we... is probably the weak one of the bunch on the White Lotus side. Like, remember he fought Katara, and I know Katara is great, but she was really yeah, good at but... that time.
1: I don't, I don't think he was. Grant, he was giving it his all, but it wasn't like a. I don't know. It was. I, I want to see yeah. some more
0: Paku. Was... Yeah. He was my weak link in my mind,
1: <laughs> but I think he would easily lose. Maybe not easily. I think he would lose to Mingwa. Who just showed to be like a very capable and deadly waterbender. Like, she, when she fights uh, Kaya, the daughter of Katara, I mean, she, she bends to kill. <laughs> and she's, and she's just, she's really a powerful bender. Uh, so, now some of the ones, so like Zaheer versus Iroh. Zaheer can fly. <laughs> uh, granted, Iroh can do lightning gener- regeneration and redirection. But Zaheer can fly. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just
0: hard to pin him down. Do we have any reason to think that Zaheer... Well, I, yeah.
1: Although, in this case, Pali would be dead, in, so it uh, wouldn't work. <laughs> if if Zaheer was just in the regular airbender, that he couldn't fly. Then yeah, pick an picking Iroh. Um, either way...
0: But he's not easy. I mean, he he can fly. I'm saying if,
1: if, yeah, I'm just saying if Puli... Because in this case, Puli's alive. But gotcha. I guess if I just take them all in a prime. Either way, the Red Lotus has the numbers. They have the better benders and, uh, and and more of them. And they can do different things, specialty bending. I would definitely pick the Red Lotus over the White Lotus, and uh, I know that's hard for people to say because Iroh's on that team and and uh, and some of our other favorites, but uh yeah. I, I think <laughs> and uh, I think the red lotus is, is, is so good. You know, they they've been told they've been Sugo said, they could take over the world. The White Lotus, if they were as good, they would have stopped the Fire Nation possibly before the show even happened.
0: I can agree with that. Um yeah, it's again. It's sort of like a like that age old question in sports. You know, could this team now beat the '98 Bulls or whatever? My answer is almost always yeah, because basketball has evolved. <laughs> I know it's <laughs> it's a cheap answer, but my answer is always like yeah. Like people are getting taller and stronger and more athletic, and yes, and they're yes, they
1: shooting will. way better. Like it's it is interesting because like. It's always interesting. Yeah, it's interesting thing. Some people are I don't like want to
0: water down the conversation and demean the '98 Bulls or whatever, and they're just my example here. But yeah, whenever people ask that question, I'm like, just yeah, I'm taking my bets on the modern. Have you seen Steph and Clay play together in their prime? Yeah. Like someone
1: was talking about someone was comparing Michael Jordan to Dame Dame Lillard, which is you know in the world of 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 legend of basketball, you can't compare those two. But if I think about like if you put Dame people. Lillard in the 90s who can pull up 40 feet and shoot what the what the heck are they gonna do
0: if and he's steph really athletic if steph curry didn't exist dame lillard would be steph curry first of all yeah, yeah i
1: know right they're just kind of sad <laughs> poor, poor dame, dame. <laughs>
0: poor dame yeah but he never got the dynasty like built around him either yeah. all right so like you taking that conversation it's like all right so even if scotty and michael are guarding clay and stems like okay, well, you still got Draymond. At that time, you got Harrison's. Like, who's going to guard these other? Yeah, oh,
1: and when they had Kevin Durant, me, it was K- no...
0: I forgot week. about
1: KD! Same with that Kevin Durant. It was, it was easy, because the way the way going say Warriors play is that you can't... One-on-one defense, which the Bulls probably thrived in with Scotty, with Michael. probably great. their
0: best asset, I would say. Yeah. yeah,
1: but when you have Steph just going, pick, pick, pick. Pick. no don't like that spot pick 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 all right shoot I don't know how they would be able to, to guard that and they're so fast like it's yeah it's a different game but yeah I would NBA players just shoot the ball at such a at such a higher proficiency at a higher clip <laughs> than than back in the day did
0: in the nfl the comparison is the deep ball it's the uh, the the three ball in the nba like you have to defend so much more of the court now and when it when it comes back to the white lotus versus the red lotus same concept yes i'm going with all the advancements and all the studies building off on top of what already existed (laughs) Yeah. yeah so i you know you hate to water down the conversation but uh or like to to belittle it to that but that's always my answer. I'm always taking the easy way out there. Um, for what it's worth, Ronnie also sent over like a ton of other ones as well. He's he's a uh, I don't know if he's just big into the one on one matchups. Most of them were just head to head. This was just my favorite to answer here, but he's got some other ones. That I feel like we could probably dedicate like an entire you know pre episode segment of discussion to. He's he's sent over a lot of great ones on Facebook, so thank you, Ronnie. Uh, Chris, I don't know if you have any questions you specifically wanted to answer or. We can get to the part where you hijack the podcast for, for some DC, DC discussion.
1: Nope, we're hijacking the podcast. Hijacking the.
0: Can you remind me me this person's name? I cannot. I can't. I can't remember who sent that originally on Twitter. Uh, to to hijack the podcast for DC. Can you remind me? Oh, that was that was Tony Ed. Okay.
1: Yeah, Tony Ed and Juan, uh, were like very interested in. And listening to uh, there are, uh, us cover DC. Great. So Juan from YouTube said, I give it a listen. And that's not on Twitter. That's just his name on. I'm sorry. That's mm-hmm. not from YouTube. That's just his name on Twitter. Juan from YouTube. Uh, Antonio. That's kind so. of
0: funny. <laughs> here it is. Ten minutes of, of uh, podcast hijack right here. It, we could always okay. do more, but, you know. Uh,
1: what would my DC, What would, if I had a DC podcast, what would it even be called? Uh, let's see. I don't know.
0: I wouldn't even be invited. Like Shania, yeah. need something first.
1: Got them. Something Batman related, of course. Uh, mm, darn. I can't think
0: Bat- of one. Batmaniacs. Ooh, Batmaniacs. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. probably taken. Let's be real.
1: Yeah, that's true. Anyway, so DC fandom happened, Sean, <laughs> this past weekend. So. Usually, DC announces all their big announcements, their trailer releases at, really, Comic-Cons. But really, San Diego Comic-Con, that's a big one. But COVID and everything, there's no Comic-Con. So probably, like, two months ago, DC was like, you know what? We're going to do something special for the fans. We're going to have this all-online thing, brand new. uh, We're going to do our own con It's going to be called DC Fandom, where we're going to do our own announcements. It's going to be a whole 24-hour event type of deal. And they actually release like a whole schedule for it and everything. Um, awesome. I'm sorry. What?
0: No, I said that's awesome.
1: Yeah, I mean, like one thing, all, It's it's a first of its kind feet, type of deal. Yeah. Um, so I was really excited for it, more excited than I have been for San Diego Comic Con, probably because I don't go there. I'm just like <laughs> <laughs> hearing secondhand things that happen and hoping that trailers get released. But a couple notable things for me to take away from that. Uh, the first one is uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League, the Snyder Cut. One thing I, I enjoy, Justice League, the movie, but there's there so many issues with Justice League. Um, apparently, so Zack had a family issue. His, sadly, his daughter um, committed suicide and and he was um, kind of dealing with that. So he stopped, just stopped directing Justice League. So halfway through, Josh Whedon took over and and so he didn't apparently less than like half the movie is actually stuff that zach shot for the movie Um, and also i don't know just fan rash and stuff zach was just not in a good place to rightfully so not a good place to finish a movie a lot of people didn't like the the wheaton cut of it which everyone just thought that josh Wheaton just did like touch-ups and everything but apparently that wasn't the case like a lot of the movie like zach recorded like five hours and only maybe an hour of that was actually used. The reshoots...
0: You don't bring in a guy like that to just do touch-ups, either. Like, that's not the yeah. person you call for that kind of work. Yeah. Um,
1: and so they did a lot of reshoots on it. and But Zach never even seen that movie before, because he's like, it's just not my thing. Um, also, DC was probably going to make him go in a different direction anyway, because DC saw the reaction to Batman v Superman, which wasn't that great, and... They weren't going to let, at that point, Zack Snyder finish his vision. His vision, he had like a five-movie type of vision art. So now, Snyder Cut is that, um, which is kind of... So, so many fans have been clamoring to release the Snyder Cut. Some of them annoyingly so, uh, to the point of, like, I don't even want this thing. So, screw those people. It's like, but, even <laughs> if you
0: want it, you hate to see, like, the digital harassment get to that levels where they give it just to, like, all right, like, here it is, shut up, go ahead. People take it too yeah. far, but...
1: But there was some good people who weren't a holes about it. Absolutely, absolutely. (laughs) Good, good, good for those people who got what they want. And you know, I give it I want because I, even though I like Justice League enough, I mean, I gave it an objective rating of like seven out of ten, which isn't that great on my channel. Um, But I'm excited for for this version of it, even if it's not a great version. It's Zack Snyder's version. I love Zack Snyder as a film director, as a storyteller. Um, And the trailer came out, which looks like they've it looks completely different movie than the original one. Which is crazy to think about. Um, the whole scenario is weird. Like we're gonna have this different movie. It's a different canon than the movie that came before because different things are happening. Like he had a whole story arc for Batman to happen, a whole story arc for Superman to happen, Dark Side, they show Dark Side in this she looks okay. Yeah, I heard that's great. He he he's kind of shirt or armorless, but I heard this early Darkseid before he takes the name of Darkseid. Um, so I'm, I'm fine with it. Whatever.
0: It totally feels like you are talking about a 100% different movie.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: different.
1: yeah. Way different movie. Like, apparently Martian Manhunter is going to be in it. One of the Green Lanterns is going to be in it. Hmm. Um, but that looks exciting. Um, uh, other than it... Oh, sorry. Keep going. No, you, I interrupted you. My mistake. No, I was about to go to something else. We have something. Else
0: yeah, about I, to... I mean, I watched. I watched the trailer. Uh, I'm on board with your rating for the original Justice League. You know, at seven out of ten. I have no issues with that. I got a lot of games back here, seven out of ten. That so in my mind, that's a movie that I watch like of my own volition. Um, so, uh, watch the trailer. Uh, seemed like a very interesting trailer. Like, especially if you remove the fact that it's the Snyder cut of a different movie. If I'm just seeing that trailer as it is, like, yeah. I'd, I'd want to see that movie i don't know if i'd run out to theaters or anything uh especially putting myself in the context of like I, I wasn't the hugest batman v superman fan uh but it's like no i i liked the i liked what i saw from the trailer enough that just on its own yeah it looked interesting it looked good i'd see it and then even if i didn't like it i i'm generally a fan of more content and we have this conversation about avatar of like you Brian and Mike leaving Netflix. Like, well, I'm not gonna not watch it. St- you know, it's it's content. Yeah. I watch the movie. I'm gonna go watch that show. It's the same <laughs> yeah. concept here. Of like, even if it's terrible, I'm a fan of more content. If people want more content and they get it and they pay money for it, and it's great. Um, so yeah, I'm yeah. I'm pro Snyder cut.
1: They uh they also released a couple of images. Uh, and recently released a new trailer from Wonder Woman 1984. Um, so that looks good. Also, they show the actual picture of Cheetah. Cheetah's like Wonder Woman's arch villain, played by Kristen Wiig, which that would be interesting.
0: Um, but that was a good. They opened with that. What else is she? And I'm not familiar with that name. SNL. Okay.
1: She is. Uh, I can't think of like a character. She plays as one character.
0: Uh, she's really funny. I, uh,
1: she was in Bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. That sounds uh, okay.
0: Love in okay. fact, I love Bridesmaids more than I probably care to admit in public.
1: Yeah, I, I saw Bridesmaids with my parents, which was a mistake. <laughs> but. <laughs> but
0: you didn't know it at the time. No, I did not. Yes. Oh, gosh. Oops.
1: Really awkward. Click the button. Um, other things released at DC Fandom. A trailer for the video game, which we didn't know the video game was going to be. It's called Justice League. I'm sorry. It's called Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League which I'm excited for that game. comes out in 2022, I think. Um, I believe it's a sequel to the Arkham series. It's made by Rocksteady Games, which did three of the four Arkham games. They did Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, and Arkham Knight. Um, So those are three great games. And this game, it seemed like the Suicide Squad has to kill the Justice League. It looks like they've been taken over by Brainiac. But that game looks like a lot of fun. Get to play as different characters. Really excited for
0: that. Is that slated for like PS5 or next Xbox yeah. Series 1X or whatever? Yeah. Maybe I'll get a PS5. I'll make up for my wife getting a new
1: ring for our 10 year anniversary. I'll get a $500 PS5 or
0: something. I'm, same thing, right? I may never get another <laughs> console again. I'm so in love with the Switch and the games are stupid expensive.
1: But whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, Another thing, one of my favorite, biggest announcements from DC Fandom, which I haven't shared with you yet, um, because there's really nothing to watch or anything like that. So Milestone Comics had their own panel with some of the creators, Dennis Cowan, which we met at um, Comic-Con. He was on. And (laughs) so I was watching it uh, on my tablet. And I turned to my wife and was like, I met him at Comic-Con. And she looked at me like, I don't care. (laughs)
0: <laughs> she didn't say that but i felt it you you can communicate without words absolutely yeah uh and a couple of
1: other creators were on it and they said milestone is coming back in a big way a static shock movie is in development um so i'm hoping they stick to that i'm hoping the kid from stranger things plays uh play static because he's a he's a pretty one thing that's name recognition. Like I'll out of fan cast him. He's like the perfect I don't know, age and everything. You don't want like an adult to play static.
0: He's he's pretty young.
1: Well,
0: and if he's been on Stranger Things, like stage is gonna be right for him. Yeah, exactly. Um
1: they also announced that they're coming out with more comics, which I'm excited about I I just want to get my hands on more mouse on comics. Status gonna have a digital first comic come out and also have uh is on other comic come out and then Icon and Rocket will have a comic, and then so that's going to be in February, which this is a long time overdue, way a long time overdue. Milestone has been caught up in legal troubles with uh, one of the crea- with the, one of the creators' estates. They were kind of starting to relaunch it, but didn't really put that creator's estate kind of in, in the in the know and everything. And but they straightened all that out, so that's good. But I'm really excited for Milestone coming back.
0: Uh, but to yeah dc it. i gotta s- static shock on your on your dcu i got sidetracked by harley quinn which is amazing by the way and yeah you better, better go i'm about
1: too. to i'm about to cancel dcu
0: probably is it is it that time have you made it through all the content you wanted to get through uh um,
1: no but some of it's on hbo mats and i can just switch over to that
0: <laughs> okay well i definitely need to uh get through some static shock and then at some point i'll probably just buy uh, by Harley Quinn for you, for your voodoo, if that is possible. I don't know if that's something that you can do yet. But I mm-hmm. loved Harley Quinn. It was great. I mean, it'll be on HBO Max also. Harley oh. Quinn will. Excellent. Not static shock, though. Right.
1: Makes sense. Yeah. DC Universe is going away. At least... Oh, I didn't know that. The new, yeah, at least the <clears throat> new content, all the new content is, is moving over to HBO Max. Okay. Um, they'll sense. still have comics, and I think they'll still have some of the older shows and cartoons on there, like Batman animated series and static Just, shop.
0: Yeah. The legacy stuff where there's not <laughs> currently another home for. Yeah. Um, so yeah, sense. so that's why I'm deleting it. So got or, it. welcome back uh, stone. That's very exciting.
1: Yeah. I'm really excited for that. And they, they, so DC fandom announced a bunch of other really great projects they're working on. A lot of great trailers but there's a big one. There's a really, really big one, and it is The Batman. That no, is no, no, special... no. Uh,
0: wait. Oh. Right? Suicide Squad 2? What? Just...
1: Oh, yeah. Suicide Squad yeah, 2. I didn't... Yeah. Can't... yeah. <laughs>
0: Listen, yeah. I'm excited for Batman
1: 2. But... <laughs> no, Suicide Squad 2 looked good. I'm surprised they didn't have a trailer. They're, like, done filming it. It's in post-production. They didn't have a trailer. They just did that behind-the-scenes thing, which is kind of weird because the Batman... So far, I only filmed twenty five percent, and they did a full fledged trailer to it.
0: The uh, Suicide Squad trailer that is out there, or whatever you call that, like kind of pissed me off because I thought it was going to be a full trailer. First of all, I didn't, I didn't care for the the first one. You know, five out of ten territory, something like that. I, you know, didn't hate it, but I didn't love it. And then I watched this trailer. It's like that's not a trailer. That's just a list of names. <laughs> There's a very long list of it's just a bunch of audience pandering names. And so that's actually kind of mad by the end of it. I was like, what am I supposed to take from this? It could be a repeat of the first story and I'd have no idea. I just saw a bunch of characters and that's it. So <laughs> honestly kind of made me mad. Give me something else to work off of.
1: They did do a little behind the scenes thing. I do love Harley's new look. It's uh, it's not sexualized at all, but it's probably her her most like, I don't know, real real world applicable look.
0: Like not not just way over the top or anything. If it's sexualized, it's just because it's Marco, and that's yeah. Just in- Which I mean, in here. It's yeah, fine. That's the audience for it uh, um, naturally, naturally. <laughs> um, I just I expected after you know the first one didn't perform well, and I I don't a lot know it
1: did it money wise perform well? It made seven hundred fifty okay. made seven hundred fifty million dollars without China.
0: Oh, I didn't realize it did that well. <laughs> I think like, I thought it was an underperformer, and then I just sort of figured. I I felt like more people were in my boat of just like not impressed, maybe not unhappy. I don't uh,
1: know. Uh, no, I think you're f- fairly correct in that. Uh, That's probably half
0: and half. So I thought for I like a trust. Them. I I thought for what I I would watch it again. I wasn't opposed to it or anything, but I thought for like a trust builder, that they'd give they'd give me something like really big for the second one, give me a reason to come back. Um, and I definitely didn't get that from that "quote unquote" trailer. But oh well. All right, we can get to the good one now. I know you're excited. Let's go. All right, the Batman I'm with excited.
1: Robert Pattinson. Sean has not seen this trailer yet. You know, how about you just go ahead and, and watch it and and react mm-hmm. to it, and we'll talk about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna put it. Uh, we're gonna put it on here, and we don't think that we're gonna get flagged. But uh, if we do, we'll cut this part out. And then I'm really sorry, but this is my first. Uh, First watch through right here. Can you First still hear all, me? I love duct tape. I can still hear you. Yep. Okay.
1: So there's far. This commissioner Gordon is black. Shirt. Having a clue.
0: Nice take, I like that.
1: Let's play a game. Just me and you. And I'm loving this Riddler stuff. Any of this mean anything to you?
0: I think it's time for a serious Riddler uh, it's Jim Carrie. You're becoming quite a celebrity. Was he wrong to you? you know, but to look I still don't know how I'm gonna feel about him as you know a martial artist. If you but are I, justice, please do not lie. What Sorry is the audience, price is really loud for your blind eye?
1: The hell are you supposed to be? Robert. That was the moment that I, I screamed the first time I watched it. Not oh even a lot. <laughs> this guy's crazy! <laughs> that, that is That's
0: the tremendous color palette, like no the cartoon. Oh, yeah. You're part of this, too. How am I part of this?
1: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, I'm, 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 this is probably my favorite trailer I've seen in probably years. Yeah, which is weird to say because it's pretty short.
0: Oh, I better but, shut um... that off. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, sorry. There we go. Uh, you were saying it's probably your favorite trailer and then I interrupted with. The... Yeah, probably my favorite
1: trailer is since a trailer from the, probably Man of Steel. Yeah, Man of Steel has that like, one trailer that's really, really good.
0: Um, I didn't love the yeah, Man of Steel I'm, movie. I honestly loved the trailer more than the movie. It's a great trailer. Like, I, I, I
1: remember that trailer in my head. Like, when Zod is like, I will find him. I will find him. And it's just like Michael Shannon is just performing on such a high level. Just imagine and, watching
0: that trailer and then watching Suicide Squad 2 trailer right after that.
1: But the Suicide Squad trailer is great.
0: The Suicide Squad 2. Yeah, the original Suicide Squad trailer.
1: I just rem- that was a great trailer as well, with Queen.
0: And uh, I feel like I really liked the Birds of... I still haven't seen Birds of Prey, uh, but I remember thinking the trailer was really good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think it was good. Yeah, um, my, my instant reactions to this are that I really super duper dig, uh, dig the tone of the trailer, so color palette music and all that. Um, I don't know if I'm crazy about this bat suit as much, like the bat suit and the Batmobile, like I don't know, is like over engineered. Maybe is that the right word I'm looking for?
1: Yeah. So Matt Reeves, who was director behind Planet of the Apes movies, uh, which are really good movies, um, he was saying that like too this is two him, Batman. Like <laughs> he's saying this is too Batman, and he's still like doing a lot of stuff himself. So he built the suit himself. He's making the back car, the Batmobile himself. I say back car because it's very much a car. Um,
0: and, uh, yeah, you know, we didn't get to see a lot of Robert Pattinson in there, but you know, I don't know. I liked his voice and the one line that he said well enough. Um Oh,
1: man. oh I love the I am I'm vengeance when when, <laughs> when they asked him who he was. Which I'm hoping that's just an opener that he goes like, I'm vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman, which is an iconic line that Kevin Conroy says to like every comic con. And, and
0: <laughs> you, you mean you don't think he's going to, he, he initially is going to like go home and be like, Alfred, I think I'm going with the name vengeance and Alfred's going to be like, that's stupid. Don't do that. Yeah.
1: yeah. Someone thing is also someone else I'll just be like, yeah, vengeance beat the crap out of us. Like what if, what if that's a name he wanted to stick? That's a good name, actually, Vengeance.
0: I mean, it sounds yeah. pretty killer, but then everybody's not gonna call him Vengeance. They're like, "Hey, that guy that looks like the Bat, the Batman, yeah." And he's like, "Shit, I'm
1: talking, I'm talking, <laughs> hey, not for nothing, but I think his name's Batman. His, I think his name is Vengeance.
0: <laughs> not for nothing." <laughs> 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 that would be great. if The whole movie is about him trying to get people to realize that his name is actually Vengeance and he just I'm Vengeance. The suit was just a coincidence. It's like, "No, I just thought it looked good, you know. I don't I don't know." <laughs> Come on, guys. Um a oh, great tone in that trailer. Loved it. Tone but Holy Backcast. This uh <laughs> this this podcast is called Holy Backcast.
1: Um love them as my second favorite podcast. Maybe third favorite. Scrub's podcast is number 1. I guess our podcast would be number two, and then Holy Backass. As like,
0: you can put it like number five or six. Like I get it; it's fine.
1: Nah, and we're definitely top three of my top favorite movies.
0: The um, subject matter
1: alone is is perfect. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm put the Arrow above us. No, I'm
0: kidding. Um, <laughs> hey, those guys <laughs> yeah, are great. They're,
1: they're great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, but there's like they wanted they wanted bat, the next Batman movie to be more fantastical, you know, him like maybe having his Rose Gallery more cartoonish. I wouldn't say cartoonish, but just more comic booky. Um and then there are like <laughs> Andy De Genova's like this movie he's like he didn't see the movie he saw just on um, the images and stuff. It's like it's as if Matt Reeves saw Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy and was like, that's too bright. <laughs> and then <laughs> maybe. that's too realistic It's mean, like, too, clean in that's too bright and it's too comic booky. we Would need to say, be more man? realistic
0: that's wild um, he did uh, I looked it up because I'm not very familiar with directors so I It was Planet of the Apes then uh, Cloverfield right and those had like a really yeah. interesting like kind of a similar color palette even right of that very, very very dark um, that was like the found footage or Super 8 or something like that. I, it's been—I only saw it once. It's been a long time, but yeah, I hadn't recognized his name other than other than those two things.
1: Yeah, he also did this movie called Let Me In. But he's a really talented director, so I'm excited to see see his vision. Uh, I, I'm excited to see this Batman. Oh, and we haven't talked about the Riddler. The Riddler looks way more kind of like a jigsaw type of villain who's like torturing people, and, and I kind of like that type of.
0: I love I love Jim Carrey, but it's we need a serious Riddler. That's yeah. probably a good thing.
1: Yeah. Um, and then the Penguin was in there also, played by Colin Farrell. He had a lot of prosthetics on. Catwoman was in there, played by uh, Zoe Kravitz. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so I'm I'm really really excited for for this movie. Twenty, twenty whatever can get here fast enough. 2021.
0: It, it still claimed 2021 when I looked up uh, yeah. Reeves earlier. So, I don't know. Claims it's 2021. Been, it should be good, 2021. Uh, you'll think...
1: <laughs> I feel like even the worst case scenarios for a, for a vaccine is, like,
0: by next summer. Well, or... you know, they, they say, like, full circulation of vaccines and kind of catching up and getting a full medley is as much as, you know, like, five years, but to just, like, get initial effective vaccines that can kind of get life back to normal. Yeah, we cross our fingers for next year, right? Yeah, I, I don't know medical things. I'm going to be too scared to go outside anyway. i would be like, mm-mm, last time I did that, something bad happened. I'm not I was doing telling it. my
1: wife today, I was like, um... Because movies are somewhat coming back. Tenet comes out today. And a lot of... Uh, New Mutants come out today. I was, telling her, I was like, you know what? Oh, really? I was thinking like... Yeah, a couple of theaters are opening. Um... I was like, you know what, I could probably just like buy like a like a little hazmat suit. And I could go to the movie theater with that on. She's like, no, you can't no. <laughs> I was like, why not? She's like, you can't just buy like it it's not gonna be as it's not gonna work. There's like you're breath- you're still breathing in the air. And she's she was like, just because a new Batman movie might come out, you shouldn't buy a hazmat suit. I'm like, if a new Batman movie comes out, you guarantee I'm buying a hazmat suit, and I'm gonna go steal that movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I'm like a, I'm like a, I'm like a zero out of ten on going to the movies right now. But it's like you know what? If I could guarantee that there'd be several rows of space the whole way around me, and I just have my hand sanitizer yeah. and just be constant spritzing, and hope nobody's behind <laughs> me, you know, and I think whatever. my best.
1: I think my best case Walmart is. Is soon going to be rolling out their uh, drive in theaters. And so I think that's probably the
0: best. Yeah, that'd be not the perfect movie theater experience, but better than nothing. Yeah. Absolutely. Miles yep. better. Hey, that was a nice way to hijack. You got to, you know, it wasn't a full podcast, but it's like a solid 20, 20 to 25 ish minutes there. Solid, Solid hijacking for DC Talk, I think. Closing closing and, jobs
1: and, on and, DC. And and DC fandom was like a huge success. It like ranged in twenty two million views. Like they'll have to do this thing again. Like and also I felt it felt like I like usually San Diego Comic Con is like the sled people you follow on Twitter are there and you're just kinda second handly getting information from them. And so it doesn't feel as immersive of an experience because really only some people are there and they're pretty much waiting in lines all day. But now to fan was like hey we're all experiencing this at the same time we're all communicating on twitter with each other at the same time it felt way more communal than san diego comic-con ever has before so they've definitely paved new ground here and i'm sure they'll repeat this success in the future and something for other studios and companies to try to do and copy
0: makes me think of nintendo breaking off from the like the e3 right it's like at a certain point e3 got to where it's just people standing on stage showing pre-rendered videos anyway and nintendo's like well <laughs> we can do that from over here also yeah. it's like yeah that makes a lot of sense well i'm glad it went well and it seems like they had a lot of stuff like stashed up to talk about too so that's good it was not a it was not a small news day it looks like there's plenty to talk about oh yeah we only scratched really the surface of a lot of the the announcements and everything <laughs> We just a half a podcast worth that's it that's all we touched yeah. <laughs> well hey uh i think that's all uh, all we have for this week though we hope you enjoyed this kind of strange one-off episode sorry we don't have any like milestones to sell but 77 is a cool number i guess but we just <laughs> really wanted to say take take the time to say thank you for the people the fans that we do have uh, we never expected to have literally any fans at all so any fans are a bonus. It, Feels great to have people say nice things to us, and we we super duper appreciate it. So thank you very much, Chris. Final thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, no.
1: Be safe. Be kind. Black Lives Matter.
0: That's that's very touching. Be safe. Be kind. Black Lives Matter. I dig it. Um, I was just gonna be like, don't be an asshole, but yours sounds no. better. Yeah, it's more eloquent. <laughs> thank you guys very much, and we'll talk to you next week.